Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Now, we are going to talk motorsport. Joining us now on the program, Mr. Motorsport himself, David Turner. David, good afternoon. Welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Mark. Thank you very much. Are, are you at Pukekohe or where are you? No, I'm not at Pukekohe. I decided that I wasn't going to go only because I don't know why I didn't decide. I think of course it was going to rain, so I decided to stay away because I've had too many wet days at Pukekohe in my lifetime that I don't need another one. Mm. Uh, good, re- good, good performance yesterday from Andre Heimgartner too, picking up second, his best result of the year, and certainly great to do it at Pukekohe for the final time. Oh, look, great to see Andre bounce back too from the recent accident that he had, you know, in the previous round of the supercars, and great for Brad Jones Racing to be able to rebuild the, you know, a new car for Andre and, and get him back in that position. So I think, you know, that's very rewarding for the team, especially those smaller teams. You know, the fight back is always that much harder, and. Uh, Andre's a great kid, you know, I've known him since he went through the Elite Motorsport Academy years and years ago, and, um, you know, good to see him do it at home and share it around, and to all those Kiwis that are there in Supercar and all the other ones, you know, it's just fantastic that we've got such high pedigree across multiple classes, and particularly the three that are in Supercar as well. Mm, yeah, no, and it's certainly a great crowd turning up. Um, what are your thoughts on Pukekohe no longer being a race car venue? Uh, its history, its place in motorsport in this country? Um, I'd, I'd have to say I'm disappointed at the end of the day that it's disappearing because of the fact that it does have so much history. You know, it's one of the fastest racetracks in all of Australasia uh, because of the, the nature of it. It's always been unique because of its bumps and, and that sort of thing, which largely comes about because the land actually moves a little bit out there because there's a bit of swamp land around there. And we knew that, you know, from the years I, I was at TVNZ that you'd put scaffold towers up and they'd actually move slightly because of the amount of, you know, moisture in the ground if you like out there um but yeah it's a very demanding high speed track that has claimed many a victim over the year but it has so much history from the you know the trans tasman era and in the early days of you know single seater racing here with the likes of you know the amons and the jackie stewarts and all of those sorts of people so yeah very sad to see it go in that sense also sad because that is the remaining circuit actually within the auckland city council area so you've got to go to the southern waikato or northern waikato to get to hampton downs it's not part of the auckland super city so you know auckland no longer has a full-time motor racing circuit so i think that's a shame but you know, it was getting increasingly harder to work out there with the the, the thoroughbred uh, facilities that they have there. And fair enough to them, too. They put a lot of money into that, uh, you know, complex. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a shame to see it go because I think it's it's a well-known racetrack around the world for its heritage. And, uh, you know, it's one that we're going to lose. Okay, big, big uh, morning tomorrow morning for IndyCar fans in this country. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But it's been another very good day for a young New Zealand driver in the IndyCar lights, which is that tier of racing below the IndyCars itself? 
Yeah, I, look, this morning there's two races for Indy Lights this weekend at um, at Laguna uh, to round out their championship for the year. So they had one today and they've got another one at about 5 a.m. tomorrow morning our time. Um, and Hunter McElroy finishing third today, drove a great race. I talked to him this morning. Um, yeah, brilliant race for him. And he's tied at the moment with Stingray Rob and Matthew Brabham for second place in the championship. Uh, and so that'll come down to the wire in the race tomorrow. And Hunter also took out the Rookie of the Year title for the Indy Lights uh, this morning, he can't have that taken off him tomorrow. He's clinched that. Uh, very well deserved. He had a pretty tough start to the season. Uh, midway point, I, I spent quite a bit of time talking to him in May when we were up in the States. And, uh, you know, mentally, he's he's dug very deep. And it's great to see that he has done that. Great pedigree with his, his father and his grandfather before that in motorsport and the facility that Andy runs in, in the Gold Coast in Australia as well for Porsche and high-performance, you know, motorsport and, and that sort of thing. So Hunter, Hunter just did a... He, he's really taken on board everything that happened in the first half of the season and delivered on it in the second half of the season. So credit to him. A little bit tougher for him tomorrow. He's starting ninth on the grid um, and the tyre degradation around Laguna is very high. But, you know, it may play into his hands. I'm hoping that he'll come away with either a second or third in the championship because he certainly deserves that. Mm. Yeah. So what was his sort of um, pathway through to the IndyCars, the IndyCar lights? Um, well, he he came out of a single-seater background initially, obviously from go-karting um, and then through Formula Ford in Australia, did a little bit of Formula Ford racing over this side of the, the Tasman as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, his father said to him, because, he, you know, Andy knows the, the routine of motorsport and said, if my son wants to do this, then my son has to work out how he's going to pay for it. So it wasn't a case of golden handshake, you know, here you go and, and give it a go. And, and Hunter went through the program. Uh, he went through the Elite Academy, as I said, quite a few years ago. And he went to the shootout, the annual shootout that they have for the Road to Indy Series, uh, which if you win that shootout, it gives you a guaranteed mm ride at the entry level, uh, which is USF 2000, and he won the shootout. So he did that first year fully funded, uh, which was by Mazda back then, uh, which was only four years ago. And um, that got him onto that first year. And he did a year in uh, USF 2000, backed it up with a, an Indy Pro year and then Indy Lights this year. And, and he's already signed to return to Andretti Autosport in an Indy Lights car next year, which I think is a, mm. a great move. Um, there's a lot of consistency there with the team that he's with and the crew around him and the car and everything. And, uh, you know, I think one day that will lead to Hunter being in the IndyCar grid itself. It's got to help him, doesn't it, having Scott McLaughlin and Scott Dixon doing so well and having the country New Zealand attached to their names. Now suddenly they're looking at New Zealand drivers. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, look, Hunter's, Hunter's a strange one because he was born in California, raised in uh, the Gold Coast in Australia and has a New Zealand passport. So <laughs> he's a mixture of all sorts. But, you know, the family's got heritage and it's not, I'm not talking financial here. I'm talking motorsport heritage with the grandfather. And Andy was a great former Ford racer in his day, knows how to pedal a Porsche as well. And, you know, runs a driving education and program in, in Australia and runs a, a multi-car team in and Carrera Cup in Australia, very, very highly respected guy. Uh, and I think, you know, Hunter's growing up around that. Uh, he's one of Andy's two sons, um, and the other one's not into motorsport at all. But Hunter's proved uh, that he can do this, and he's had to do that himself, which, again, credit to the family for making him earn it. You know, it's not a giveaway. And at times, you know, with I, I've known him for quite a few years. He's, he's had 
exceptional one lap pace but hasn't been able to string it together over a, a longer race distance and you know the Indy Lights race this morning it was a good you know nearly 30 40 minutes around Laguna and I'll do the same tomorrow and he's um he's adjusted to that you know he's grown up he's smarter part of the alliance with Andretti Autosport is that he goes to the IndyCar debriefs with those drivers so He's learning a lot from being with Andretti's and you know, and the benefit will show it over time. There's absolutely no doubt about it. It's showing now just by the second half mm. in this season. 17 minutes away from four, we are talking motorsport. David Turner, my guest on the programme. OK, let's talk about this final day tomorrow of the Indy Cars, the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. We've currently got Will Power on 523 points. He's had one win this season, four poles. We've got Joseph Newgarden, five wins, one pole, 503 points. We've got New Zealand Scotty Dixon sitting there with two wins one pole 503 points we've got Scotty McLaughlin sitting back in fifth place for one of the New Zealanders for Scott Dixon to win the overall championship can you please for our listening audience present us the scenario of what needs to play out uh it's pretty easy actually beat willpower lead a whole bunch of laps and have willpower finish about 14th or lower mm-hmm. <laughs> and does he the need, easy way of working it out does he need to a win would help, yeah, for sure, because there's 50 points on the table for winning. So a, certainly a podium performance uh, with Will finishing way down the field or DNFing. Um, Will picked up the extra bonus point for taking pole today, so he's increased that margin by one point now. Um, and as he said in the press conference that I attended this morning, you know, he intends to lead the first lap because he should, being the pole sitter, and he'll pick up a, another bonus points there for being a lap leader in the race. So Dixon's got a bit of work to do for him. McLaughlin leads a whole bunch of scenarios to play out, really, um, just because of how far back he is in his fifth position. But Dixon still has a shot. Um, it's just the fact that he's qualified midfield, and that's not that's not ideal. But Newgarden has even more issues on his hands after spinning in practice or in qualifying, and you know he starts right on the very last row of the race. So the odds are tougher for Newgarden right now. Um, Dixon certainly can still do this this race is going to be strategically a lot different to what we've seen say a week ago at Portland because the tyre wear around Laguna is very high uh, and I think we're going to see four maybe even five pit stops across that race and normally you'd maybe do two and it's going to be based on tyre wear so strategy in the fall of the yellow may determine the 2022 IndyCar champion And what sort of track are they racing on? It's a permanent circuit at Laguna. It's midway between Monterey and the inland. It's about oh, half an hour from, from Monterey going inland. Um, it has a lot of sand and grit around the outside edges of it. High terrain. It's a very famous corner called the Corkscrew, which has a, a big elevation change on it. Uh, the front straight is really a curve. Uh, it's a giant curve. Uh, then there's quite a, a huge uphill climb. So it's it's a it's a pretty demanding circuit, but the the biggest thing that will come into play here is going to be tyre wear. The normal red soft compound tyre is not going to have the durability that it would have normally. So the blacker hard compound tyre is probably going to be the one to have. But the teams, you know, those that went through to the fast six like like Will and that have used up an extra set of tyres. So, you know, Dixon's probably got one set of tyres banked over the others. But it will just if we get an early yellow in the race, then that'll change the strategy as well. It's very much going to be a strategy race, mm. and those who are smart tomorrow uh, can win this. And I don't think that we're going to see a clear IndyCar champion until at least the last quarter of the race. Mm. 
And so it's not an oval track, it's a more traditional race track no. with lots of turns and back straights and hairpins. Yeah, there's about 11 turns over it, and as I said, a massive elevation change as well. Big uphill climb and a very big downhill drop through the corkscrew. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a big drop, and um, you know the car does a lot of things. There's a lot of weight transfer there. Um, if it, the weather's supposed to be a little bit colder, it was like heat wave conditions on, on Friday over there. If it's cooler tomorrow, that will probably change things as well. If the wind comes up, you're going to get a lot of that grit over the track. Most people in practice either yesterday or today, and even Hunter in the Indy Lights race, put wheels off over the edge of the track quite a few times. Um, and it's bringing a lot of, you know, do I say it, crap onto the track, and uh, and the grip level deteriorates even, even further. So I... You know, I talked to Will at, again about it at the press conference and, and strategy and stuff, and he said, well, you know, last year there was very little yellow, but I think that this year round we're probably going to see quite a, a lot of yellow flag conditions, and that, again, is going to have a big outcome on this championship. Mm. Well, David Turner, I know you're probably going to struggle getting some sleep. You're going to be that excited about the mouth-watering <laughs> prospect that awaits possibly Scott Dixon. What will it be his seventh, will it, championship? Yeah, so he'll he'll you know he'll create history just as Will Power did today by taking the most number of pole positions ever in IndyCar. Uh, if Dixon was to make a seventh championship, it certainly puts him up there with uh, AJ Foyt as you know one of the. He's already an all-time legend, yeah. as you and me well know. Um, but this will cement it even further. The odds are a little bit tougher for Dixie, but it can be done, you know. And the philosophy at Ganassi's is you keep you, you keep on going until the thing can't be done any further. So. You know, he's in with a chance. Ganassi's has said that the other teammates will support him in terms of car strategy or letting him through or whatever. Uh, you might not get that same scenario if it was a couple of Penske's up against each other because they're, other than McLaughlin, you know, Newgarden and Power, they're, they're playing for keeps. So there's quite a different scenario in the other camp, I think. OK, well, David Turner, lovely to have you on the programme as always. Enjoy tomorrow morning. Thank you for taking the time this afternoon. It's all right. Just before I let you go, I've got one thing about Pukekohe that ties IndyCar to Pukekohe. When I talked to the boys this morning, both McLaughlin and Dixon, I asked them of the memory of Pukekohe. The one from McLaughlin, and this is one for the, the history fans that are listening, it was the place where he took his very first ever V8 supercar win. And the one for Dixon, apart from the famous cushion thing, which we all know about, was the fact that he was out there in a former Ford in his early days and nearly hit a whole bunch of ducks that were waddling across the back straight at Pukekohe. Mm. Only in New Zealand. David Turner, thank you. Lovely, brilliant, great way to end it. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91